currently recording this on a Wednesday but it won't go up on Spotify and Anchor until Thursday and yeah happy Thursday how is everyone doing how is your week um I am on episode three of this podcast um sorry episode four of the podcast but episode three of this series at the moment and I'm super super excited because today I'm joined by Mags who is the woman behind Ms underscore Rio on Instagram she is a like just a lady boss she is a boss and she's gonna come on today and talk to us all about mindfulness and managing your career um whilst being mindful and looking after yourself so yeah super excited to have Mags on here today okay um so I'm Mags Morgan um I am 40 years of age got three children uh husband husky business um a house to run <laughs> uh a lot of different kind of balls in the air to juggle the whole time but sure um I think we're, we're all the same in some degree so yeah that's me in a nutshell yeah it's mad though because like you wait two things like one you're like I'm 40 I until like you I think you did a post or something about your age for your for your 40th I would not have like been like she's 40 so like that's the first thing anyway so like for someone who manages to be so busy and probably very sleep deprived at times it does not show so you must have some some magnificent like tips and tricks um and how so like how if you want to dive into because I find it kind of your background so how you left kind of the formal workplace and became like self-employed and started your own business and yeah so basically um my kind of career my day job was in facilities maintenance um I was regional manager for an FM company uh covering the island of Ireland and if a lot of people don't know what that that industry is like and it's basically it's the service industry it's electrical mechanical roofing roller shutters dock levels you name it anything that can go wrong in a retail environment we get the call for so you can imagine it's uh very very busy like you know i remember i remember actually one one particular day counting my calls on my mobile and i've taken 93 calls in one like day shift from quarter past eight to five and that's not to mention kind of emails text messages you know landline calls so it's just it it's like you're running at like a thousand miles an hour it's so fast-paced it's um it's it i loved it i loved the kind of the cut and thrust uh, like you're you know you're on your feet your brain is on fire like literally all day every day because you're trying to organize crews to get around the country you know you've got a a one-hour call here you've got a two-hour response in Donegal you've got a two-hour response in Cork and it's just a lot a lot of balls in the air basically so when I found out I was pregnant with my second son I went to maternity leave in 2015 and he was such a good baby like he slept for the first four months practically of his life and yeah he was so good like my mom didn't see him awake like I'd say for the first five visits because he was just like he ate and he slept like he was a dream baby and um then I kind of I know if there's any kind of people on maternity leave listen to this they're going to probably shout at the 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 speaker (laughs) But I actually was, I found myself going from that fast a pace to now this. I, I just found, not bored, bored is the wrong word, but I was looking around for things to kind of occupy, yeah. uh, occupy myself, you know? Yeah. Um. So I had kind of been, been running at that pace for about 12 years and then all of a sudden it was, st- no, I was still actually doing a little bit on maternity leave, but I kind of found myself then going, what am I supposed to do like with all this time and so one thing kind of led to another I started kind of researching uh, different suppliers 
lot and you know researching different styles of bridal and bridesmaid and one thing kind of led to another and oh, before I knew it in the I went on return to leave in July and in the October I was kind of launching this um this baby yeah. <laughs> into, into the um which was an actual fact it was actually more daywear was the oh. brand originally more daywear kind of funky dresses nice kind of cool casual things to wear but um with like with the likes of pennies and Zara yeah. and it's just it's very very hard to compete with that um and what actually happened was one of my suppliers had said, would you be interested in these bridesmaids dresses? And I thought, sure, look, I'll, I'll give it a go. And that's what actually took off. That's it literally, from the minute I put it out across my social media, mm-hmm. um, the uptake was just phenomenal. Like, And I was kind of flogging a dead horse with the, the, the casual kind of day wear, although it was gorgeous and I loved every bit of it and I wore every bit of it. It just... It's, I just wasn't able to compete with the huge yeah. brands out there. So. I'd say it's expensive so to kind of keep up with those kind of fast fashion brands as well because like day to day wear changes so much. But I can imagine like with wedding dresses and bridesmaid dresses, like you have your classic mm-hmm. looks and they, they kind yeah. of, you have your bits and pieces, like your staple pieces. But, yeah. yeah and was it was that just what drew you into the bridal market just the fact that your supplier had the bridesmaids dresses and then you tried it and then basically that that was kind of my first kind of foot in the door because it's not something that that would immediately have jumped to mind yeah. I like I love fashion. fashion I always kind of wear what I like and wear what I want you know and, and yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't I know my own style and I know what looks good and that's why I had originally gone kind of for the day wear kind of end of things. So when when this opportunity kind of came, that opened up another pathway for me that I hadn't really looked down. So I began kind of researching that and I was actually getting married the following year. So it kind of actually just fell into it fell into kind of place kind of nicely um, because I was starting to look for my own bridal outfit and I couldn't find anything that I liked because you're quite right, there's a lot of staple pieces out there. Um, but some of the brands, they can be very samey. So if you're looking for something... You know, if you're looking for something that little bit individual or just not traditional dress, there wasn't very much out there for that. So it kind of grew like that way. And because I was looking for my own bridal outfit and my own bridesmaids and I was finding it difficult um, to find what I wanted. And I was kind of just piecing it together. And I was thinking, well, if I'm finding it this difficult, there's surely, you know, hundreds of other brides out there that are having the same thing, you know? So. So it kind of just, it kind of just fell into place at the right time, you know? Yeah, that's so intriguing. And then, like, what made you then decide to kind of, when you came back from maternity leave, what was your, like, deciding mm-hmm. factor to, to not go back and to pursue it full time? Um, I suppose with anybody starting a business, um, I, I suppose I was lucky in a sense that I did have a full time job to go back yeah. to. and. Although, like, it's great to think that, you know, you you can be self-employed, you can have your own hours, and you're your own boss, and you answer to nobody, and all that's fantastic, but at the end of the day, you've got bills to pay, you have a family to feed, you yeah. know, you have more, you have all of those kind of reality bites things that kind of come knocking on the door very quickly, so I was lucky that I did have a full-time job to go back to, and a full-time salary, so I could afford financially um, to kind of run my business alongside my full-time job. And I did that for the good for three and a half years. And it was tough. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was going to be like, how did you stay sane? Like, what did you do to like... Because you, you, like, aside from full-time job, part-time, like, business, not even part-time, but like a business on the side, you also have two kids at this point. So, yeah, so, like, how how did you, like, stay sane for that period of time when you were juggling so much? (laughs) I I say probably not a great word to use for that time frame. Uh, Joking. Uh, No, my husband is very, very supportive, um, and he kind of helped me an awful lot. Um, I 
and worked kind of weekends. I worked at night time and like he was great. He was, he's always been there for me. We're, we're a really great team and that sounds really corny but that we, we are, we kind of yeah. support each other. Like, yeah, but that makes all the difference like to be in that position to be able to do that. Like you need that support network there, especially when yeah. you have kids as well because even if it's not a husband or a partner, like you need like a mom or a sister or a friend to kind of yeah. help. Um, um. Yeah. he's a great sounding board as well you know um he's quite a realist and you know and i i'm quite methodical i'm a very logical thinker and you know sometimes you know you like with anything you'll get a great idea in your head and it sounds amazing it sounds fantastic and everything works out perfect in your head and then you say it to somebody and they're like well what about this part of, of reality and what about this part so he kind of brings me back down um you know and just from a male perspective i think that uh he's very pragmatic so he yeah. he he he, he's able to kind of um, help me realise the dream while keeping it um, achievable, if that makes sense. You yeah. know, uh, he keeps his feet on the ground, put it that way. Yeah. And then when did you, so when did you leave your job then for, to, to, to decide to go like full out with the bridal mm. business? Well, I suppose the, there was a lot of things happening in the company that I worked for. Um, I found out I was pregnant with my second daughter and the, my boss at the time, we, I wouldn't say we didn't see eye to eye, we had very, very different approaches to how we do things and, you know, yeah. um, we, kept, we kept locking horns on a lot of things and he, he's quite old-fashioned um, in, in a lot of respects and... When I went to maternity leave, he he, he essentially was trying to uh, make changes about my role and about other roles in the office while I was away, and it just all it was all coming to a boiling point, and it had been that way for quite a while. Um, so a redundancy situation came up, and I decided to take it. Yeah, I was kind of looking back. No, it was terrifying at the time because I was going from like a I've always been full time employed, you know, for yeah, I, yeah. I start with. When I was young and always been, been uh, you know, in full-time employment. So the thoughts of not having a full-time wage was terrifying. But then the redundancy situation came up and I thought, okay, look, it's it's now or never. I I don't know whether I would have ever had the guts, being honest. I don't know whether I would, would, have, would have ever had the guts to just give up my job and go at it full-time. But because this kind of came around, it was like, well, now's your chance. You know, yeah. now is... It's kind of like a sign. You were like, this is it. Like, I either yeah. go for it now or I just stay kind of where I am at the moment. Yeah, exactly. So I just thought, look, I've, I've nothing to lose, you know. Yeah. Um, and I suppose we were like a lot of couples out there. When you've got, you know, one child, two ch- children or three, and if you're both working full time, there's always that question is, should one of us kind of be the stay-at-home parent and let yeah. one go to work? The question that always comes up is, well, can we afford it? You know, can we actually make ends meet with only one salary coming in? So we were at that kind of crossroads as well. So it was just, it was the right time. The opportunity presented itself. And I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to do it. And look, if it works, if it doesn't, no love lost. I'll I'll get a a job with my experience and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, Yeah. it just uh the stars aligned put it that way yeah and then how did you so like on top of all that so obviously you were now on your your training as a yoga trainer on top of everything you know little string to your bow um how did you find so how did you come from how did you transition from working full-time while being a parent probably not having a lot of time then taking on a business at the same time and then leaving behind full-time employment to go full-time at your own business and self-employed like how did you then work in like looking after yourself mindfulness and you you become deciding to become a yoga instructor (laughs) (laughs) i know yeah it's just it's all a bit crazy um i think I'm a dancer. I've been a dancer for the best part of my life. So kind of fitness and training and yoga has always been or or any kind of kind of, you know, activity has always been part of my part of my life. It's part of my makeup. And and I pick it up and put it down, um, you know, at different points. I like at the moment, I'm not doing as much yoga as I would like to. Now I probably do about half an hour a day. I'd like to do a little bit more, but just 
I've kind of realised over the years not to go pressure myself. When I get the time, I'll do it, and that's when I enjoy it. But yeah. in order to, I think in order to get the best out of yourself and to get the best out of your life, I think you just really have to look after yourself. Um, and that goes from anything, you know, it goes from kind of the ba- like the absolute basics, like drinking enough water during the day, eating well, you know, eating as healthy and as clean as you can. Now, I'm not an absolute clean eater by any stretch of the imagination. I love my pizza. I love my wine. I love all those things. But yeah. I think it's all kind of in moderation. And I think the, the kinder you are to your body, the more that you will actually get out of it. Um from a whole, you know, the, the whole approach, whether it's sleeping, hydrating, eating well, exercising. And I think the more you do of a combination of that, the more your body will let you do. Um, yeah. And I just think it's really, really important to kind of look after your body from the inside out. I know we're all so concerned about what, what we look like from the outside in, um, but working from the inside out, I think, is more important, you know? Yeah, I think definitely, because I think if you can't particularly, if you can't sustain yourself and manage your busy lifestyle, how are you going to be that person to everyone else so how will you look after all your kids your husky your business your customers your everything if you're just like falling to pieces yourself so it it definitely is something and it's the first thing I always find like I was thinking of it the other day I just got a meditation pack the other day and I really want to get back into meditation but it's always the one thing I drop really easy because I'm always like, yeah. oh, i just sure I don't need to do that. But, like, I actually really do. But I, yeah. in my head, I'm like, oh, no, I don't need to do that. I'll work on this piece of work here instead. Yeah. So. Hello? <phone rings> Sorry, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> Hello? 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 Oh yeah, sorry. I, I, I don't know, know what happened, happened there. Um, no, yeah. no. Yeah, um, I was, yeah, so I was just saying that I, it's the first thing that I always let go. Um, yeah. Yeah, and like, yeah yeah go on it's something that it's something that a, a lot of people do you know when you get busy and and i'm guilty of it myself i really am because it's not like as you said like a piece of work you've probably got like a diary in front of you that you want to take something off the list you know and because it's meditation is not something that you see because it's you know like contained within your body within your mind it is it is the first thing that generally does kind of fall off the end of the list because it doesn't it's not staring at you in the face it doesn't have that pressing urgentness written all over it you know so i'm guilty of that i think a lot of people are the same but kind of daily meditation even like it doesn't have to be for 25 minutes 30 minutes even 10 minutes um every day just makes such a difference yeah no definitely like 100 percent. and like how did you what made you decide to kind of pursue the the qualification say in yoga um as i said i've always been a dancer and uh dancing yoga it's yoga-based practice um, formed a huge part of my dancing and it's something that I've always done um, and I've, I've taught dancing for years and a, a part of that has always been kind of yoga-based approach as well. Um, so I guess I want, I've wanted to do it for myself for such a long time, like for about 15 years I wanted to do it. Uh, but most courses you have to go like once a weekend for, or sorry for a whole weekend for maybe five or six weekends in a row mm. and when you've got three children at home and yeah. kind of say to yourself right I'm, I'm off now for the next five weekends okay oh, <laughs> see you in September like that just wouldn't it just wouldn't have been fair yeah. um, but what actually happened during lockdown there was an American school offering online um, online certification um, oh. so they brought their whole course online um, through kind of an interactive dashboard so that was literally the only way that I was able to do it because I wouldn't have been able to go you know every weekend yeah, yeah. The, the costs can be quite prohibitive as well uh, with yoga teacher training so 
Um, this came up and I checked um, to make sure, obviously, uh, I could get insurance by taking this course if I wanted to teach and stuff like that. So um, that's how it came about. It was literally, if lockdown hadn't happened, they wouldn't have brought their course online and I wouldn't have been able to take it up and do it. So um, I just, it was a very quick decision. It just, yeah. it didn't take decision because it's something I've always wanted to do. So again the opportunity just came up and I thought right okay this is my chance I'm, I'm gonna do it yeah I think definitely um would you say kind of from what you're saying because obviously like you starting your business full-time was a very kind of opportune moment because obviously yeah. there was kind of a, a, a time period where you could and it's the same kind of with yoga like quarantine happened mm-hmm. this business happened to do the course online would you say you're yeah. very like live in the moment kind of person or would you are you would you have to plan and be like foresight for what's going to happen or are you kind of a mix of both I'm I'm kind of a little bit of mix of both I think when you've got children uh to look after and you've got a household you do there's an element of forward planning that yeah. you have to do for, for kind of as much as you can but I'm very much of we've got right here and we've got right now and that's it I think you have to kind of go through well I try to go through life kind of with your eyes open you know and not necessarily looking at opportunity or looking for opportunity but just looking at what's around you and sometimes you know sometimes these opportunities present uh, to different people at different times and a, a lot of the time it can be a fear factor or a lack of self-belief that makes people actually take the step and I think a lot of the time, uh, you know, talking to friends and different things, there's there's always the fear of what other people think about you and what people say and stuff like that. And I, I just really feel the only people, the only person that you have to answer to is yourself. And yeah. if you if you're happy with yourself at the end of the day, then just go for it. If if something presents itself, there's there's nothing to lose. Just just grab it with both hands. If it works out, well, then it's meant for you. If it doesn't work out, well, then what's lost you know just try it and you know so if anybody is kind of listening and they're thinking oh god I'd love to do this and the opportunity has come up but I don't know whether to do it or not just go for it like yeah life is far too short and life can turn on a penny as it has for me on on many occasions yeah and you just don't know what's in the corner so if something comes up just just go for it yeah I think you kind of yeah I think there's you need and like a lot of people aren't like that and that having that mental mentality quite scares people like I'm quite a type a personality person so I have certain aspects of life that I I like to have planned and stuff but I also have an element of spontaneity in me and I think everyone kind of needs that and everyone needs to develop that because if an opportunity comes up you might say no to something that would open up like huge pathways because like you said yes to when the opportunity came up to just leaving your job and going full-time with your business and like it seems like you've done so well that now you're going to open up another line separate from that so um, I think yeah I think you kind of need to sometimes bite the bullet definitely and I think like with life like there's no there's no right or wrong thing to do and you could try 10 different things nine of them might never work but the 10th one could just fly for you and you know it could just make your life kind of complete as such so I think I'm just really a fan of just try everything try as much as you can yeah. um, there's no rules there's no right and wrong just if it feels good for you do it don't let fear get in the way yeah definitely and how so obviously you're like so busy um and uh but how do you like so how do you put yourself first so how do you look after you um in all of the craziness um something that really only in the last maybe six or seven years that I've actually really seen the value in that um, and I think as as mother, well as a mother, and I, I and I know a lot of mothers and fathers are the same. If you do anything for yourself, you've got that guilty feeling. Mm. You know, God, God, I should be doing this, or I should be doing that. And I remember hearing a saying years ago um, that didn't didn't really it didn't really kind of ring any bells with me at the time. And it was it was about called fill your own cup, mm. and 
it never it never struck any chords with me um until like literally the last six or seven years and kind of as we touched on earlier um in the conversation if I if I don't look after myself I have nothing else to give I can't give anybody anything I can't help anybody with anything if I'm kind of at my if I'm fighting fit if I'm rested if I've, if I've eaten well if I've got energy then I can help anybody around me that's whether it's me or friends or, or anything like that sorry the door slamming here behind me I'm I'm just able to do that so for me in, a, in order to kind of fit that in it means that I need to get my ass out of bed at like six o'clock in the morning half five six o'clock yeah. um, and that it just enables me to start my day well I can come down I sneak down the stairs I have my coffee I probably get about an hour of work done I do a bit of yoga sometimes the meditation in the morning and then the kids are starting to wake and I feel that I'm ready for the day rather than like stumbling out of bed at eight o'clock and running around and trying to find a sock here and a shoe there and you know trying to find the car keys and everybody's rushing and racing and the whole day just ends up that way so I just kind of what works for me yeah is getting up earlier than the kids getting myself sorted getting myself in kind of a good headspace and then I can kind of take the day on from there and that's when I kind of do most of me looking after myself my exercise and get my breakfast in and, and all that kind of stuff so I think um as parents or carers or, or anybody kind of in that role you need to make that time um for yourself to uh, to look after yourself, to look after your mental health and your physical health. Yeah. Um, because unless you do that, you're going to wear yourself down. You're going to you wear yourself out to nothing where you can't give to anybody else then. Um, you know, and if, if people are relying on you, like children, or if you're in, in as a set of care and capacity for somebody else, um, you can, there's nothing left to give if you've nothing left inside you, you know? Yeah. And like, what would your, so obviously you talk about you go down in the morning, you try to get your coffee in, you do your yoga. What are your, like, what have you over the last six, seven years, like, what are your non-negotiables? Like, what are the things you are like, in order for me to set myself up for the day or to look after myself or to make sure I unwind in the evening? What are your like non-negotiables that you would say I have to put first? Um, one of them is coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me. One of them is, is just that 20 minutes of just peace by yourself, you know, yeah. um, where nobody is asking for anything. It's just, just to kind of, just be in the moment, if that makes sense. Um, just to literally just chill at that particular moment in time. Um, and now I'm, I'm like everybody else. Some days I won't get my meditation done. I won't get my yoga done. I won't get any exercise yeah. in, and I won't. Eat and then it's literally a day or two, and I'm feeling the effects of it. Like last night, I was asleep on the sofa at five o'clock because I haven't been eating well over the past kind of few days. It's been yeah. quite busy. Um, so like I, I I guess I'm like everybody else you know you go through phases of being really really good and you're on fire and you're looking after yourself and you're meditating and you're yoga and you're eating clean and you're doing everything and then other days it just it just those go down the priority list but it's never very long before I can literally my body starts feeling the effects and I'm like right here slow down cop yourself on there and start kind of looking yeah. after yourself you know so it gives me that little kick every few days just to, to kind of get back on track yeah but like even it doesn't even like I think it's more because personally I don't like I don't drink coffee but I would have a hot drink in the morning I think it's more the ritual of doing it that you just this is this is something for you and you've just woke up and it kind of gives you some time to have some thoughts in the morning so even like the ritual of doing something for that 20 minutes I think is is a good habit to get to get into it would definitely be on one of my kind of non-negotiable kind of list as well and uh, yeah yeah, it's just because sometimes, you know, when you've got children, the minute, especially young, like my, my youngest two are two and four, um, when you, when they're that young, like you're literally, the minute they wake up, you're running, you're getting a drink here, you're feeding, you're dressing, you're washing, mm. you're cleaning, you're doing all that stuff and it doesn't stop yeah until they go to bed and then 
once they get to bed, then you're kind of thinking about, okay, dinner for myself. Okay, what, what am I to do tomorrow? I have to get stuff ready and wash. And so it's constant. It's that constant kind of uphill battle. And, and I picked that word uh, very deliberately because um, it's just, it, it is, dealing with young children can be very, very tough. Like it's very draining and yeah. exhausting. Rewarding but exhausting. Yeah. Um, so that's, that twenty minutes is just that's just time for you where nothing else matters. It's just you and your coffee, and whether you're looking at the window or looking at Facebook or, or doing whatever um, yeah. you want to do. It's your twenty minutes, you know. Yeah, and then like for all the the mums who may be listening, or the mums to be, or even like the dads or the dads to be. What? How did yeah. you? manage to prioritize in any way yourself in the throes of having a two-year-old or having some a kid or having multiple kids and like how how what was kind of did you have anything that kind of got you through that period um I let me think I try and make time for yourself and you know as parents we've always got that bloody guilt you know if you go to the cinema if you go out for a walk or if you do anything you're thinking god I should be at home or I shouldn't be doing this or whatever but you know unless you do that um, you're gonna you're gonna run out. You're gonna burn out. Um, there's no doubt about it. Like you're although like your parents or you know uh, a care or something like that, yeah. and you've got responsibilities to look after. But you have to start with yourself, um, and you have to take that time out, even a break for, for for even like twenty minutes, half an hour, to go out and meet somebody for coffee or go for a walk by yourself. It just it just does help recharge, and yeah, I've gotten better at it over the years. I used to feel very very guilty um, when I was much younger. I was a single mum uh, for about ten years, and I would feel incredibly guilty anytime I did anything for myself. But it's only like again in the last six or seven years that I've kind of thought you know this is actually okay you know the, the, like if the children are in the grandparents or whatever like they're not having a terrible time they're yeah. having a ball they're being spoiled you know they are living their best life at the moment it's okay to go yeah. out to the cinema it's okay to go and have a few drinks with your friends it's fine you know even if you're going somewhere to stay overnight it's okay look after yourself you're a person yourself you've got your own friends you've got your own life you need to have a good time and just relax and let your hair down from time to time and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that yeah because I remember even um like anecdotally my mom talking to me about just when I went my first day in play school and mum was terrified to leave me because she thought I'd be really upset apparently I just like walked yeah. away from her and was like bye like didn't care and she was like I was nearly crying but like you didn't care it's like once the kids are happy and they're settled and they're amused oh, sometimes yeah. they don't care like well, they don't. but even if they are crying like the minute the door closes the minute you're out of sight uh, tears are gone like when I was dropping my oldest to a crash years ago uh, I was living in Clannay and I was dropping him to a crash and I'm not kidding like I would not even have the car started and I'd get a picture of him playing with another child like oh my God. and like 20 seconds previous he would have been screaming the house down for me not to leave him there yeah. and I would barely get to my car barely get started and like I'd get a photograph of him like playing away happy out not a bother in the world like you know when kids do that they're locked up with their parents there's no doubt about it because if they you're they are they are your first choice sorry you are their first choice to be with yeah however if you're not available or if you're not there they're gonna find you know yeah. something about themselves and most time more often than not they're with somebody you know and they're being well looked after and they're having fun you know they don't need it and I, and I I'm a fan of as well children I think need a break from their parents and a break from their own routines in yeah. the house as much as parents do so I think it's 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 good for everybody um to have a break and then kind of come back together as a family yeah yeah I've I've definitely seen it like the both sides from friends with kids like I've seen like babies that are literally their parent would never leave them and that's just their parenting and how they do it but the he won't go to anyone else like none of us can hold him none of us can do anything and then another one of my friends like we walk into the house and like he doesn't the minute someone else new comes in their flavor of the month and they couldn't care less who the parents are they're just kind of like yeah yeah. so like they're they're definitely and I think a mix of 
both is good because obviously you want them to be loving and to, to be be all over you and stuff but you also want them to have that independence where if you were to leave them they'd be grand about it yeah and I think it's it's important um it's an important thing to teach kids as well that okay you, you're going away but you're going to come back and yeah and I, and I know we're talking about that in the sense of going out going out to kind of you know look after yourself and have a good time with your friends or you know just to get a break but there's also um the flip side where you know moms and dads you have to leave your your uh, child into childcare to go to work you know yeah. to live in um, and there's a whole realm of guilt associated with that as well but it's necessity if you, if you need to work to pay your bills and to, to keep your mortgage and, and all that then it is um, it's a necessity and to not feel bad about it you know everybody will to a degree but don't give yourself a hard time over it It's if, if it's what has to be right now then that's yeah. just what it has to be right now and, and make up for it in other ways you know yeah and like I know it probably sounds because I come from the perspective of not yet having kids um, but yeah. like I don't think I could and I don't dispute with anyone that does like that is their decision or whatever but yeah. I don't think I could give up my career and be a full-time yeah. mom um it's just I I just don't think I have the personality for it like I wouldn't say I'd keep going gung-ho and work full-time and my kids would always be in childcare if I ever had them but yeah I just think it's a part it's weird but it's 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 something that is so dear to me and integral to me and when you've worked yeah. really hard for something I don't think you should feel like you have to let that go yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, each, like, you know, say for for you, for you, for example, you know, if your career is such a part of you and a part of your life and a part of your personality, it's who you are. Yeah. So you shouldn't have to give that up. You know, there's no rule to say that. Okay, when kids come along and they get a certain age, that's that's it. Yeah. And do it for you, Missy. You know, there's none of that. Yeah, yeah. There is. You can make everything work it's just it's good time management it's good organization it's a great support network so you know you do, like you don't have to give up your career equally you don't have to stay at home you know you, yeah. you don't have to do anything if whatever whatever part of of you whatever part of your life um that you love i think you should continue doing yeah. and work around it like just organize your time you know manage um what you need to do as best you can and you can fit it all in like yeah. you can have both you know you can have your cake and eat it um in a sense you know there's no i just i think sometimes uh, there's an awful lot of pressure put on women uh, to stay home and i don't think that's right yeah in yeah and I think as well like where like I've gotten some kind of people coming like even friends of mine saying kind of oh your campaign idea is like really good and it's and, like it's amazing and everything but especially say my friends with kids they'd be like oh I'd love to have the time to like be the main character in my own life kind of a thing as if I have like tons of time <laughs> but like I think I think everyone rushes to judge everyone else's situation first before they kind of reflect on their own so I think if everyone sees anyone doing that being like oh sure isn't she great she's all the time she's that and you're like you don't know their situation yeah yeah exactly I know and just I, I would see that with friends as well and just because okay you might not have children or whatever it doesn't mean you're sitting there watching Netflix all day every day yeah. you know you have other stuff going on in your life that occupies and keeps you busy and everybody you know has their different priorities no matter what they are um, but it keeps everybody busy Monday to Friday you know or you know seven days a week and I think you're right there an awful lot of people can be quite quick to judge and quite quick to give their opinion and ensure their opinion is heard yeah. without really giving thought to the situation um, that they're commenting on you know and yeah. it's different look, it's different strokes different for different folks like my life to somebody could be an absolute shambles you know and they'd have panic attacks you know thinking about what I do all day every day or how I manage it but for me it works you know and yeah. that's what matters you know um, I gave up I gave up caring about other people's opinion of me a very, very long time ago, and I don't think I'll ever pick that up again. Yeah, you know? I'm the like I'm the same as well because, and I think that's one big fear of what people have to have against prioritizing, say, mindfulness, where your yoga or putting themselves first because they're like oh sure everyone will judge me and just think I'm being lazy yeah. because I'm not doing this and you're like mm, you need these things as well like 
Yeah, and I post it from time to time. Like if I do meditation, I don't post it. I probably actually should post a little bit more of it. But I'll always get response going. I've never tried it, or you know, how do I get into it, or how do I do it? You know, yeah. and everybody's approach to it is different. But the whole idea of meditation is like you know, like when you get up in the morning, um, and if you you're having your hot drink ritual or whatever you're doing, your phone is is going twenty four seven with yeah. notifications, emails, and look at this, and look at this news report, and this notification here, and this notification there, and your brain is constantly, you know, constantly searching for that information as well. So. It's just a way to just, you'll not stop thought, you'll never stop thought, but it's just to slow it down, just to to say, okay, look, for the next 10 minutes, I'm not looking at anything, I'm not interested in anything, put your phone in airplane mode, listen to a guided meditation, they'll talk you through it, and it's even for 10 minutes. And when you first start doing it, kind of this is what I would say to people, when you first start doing it, your mind wanders, it wanders everywhere, like yeah. from the weird to I need to get carrots and shop later for dinner and you know like it just yeah. and that happens and it's totally normal um, so anybody starting if that happens just acknowledge it and come back to focusing on the woman's voice or the man's voice that you're listening to and that will happen repeatedly in meditations but as you go on and as you practice even 10 minutes a day you'll find that your mind wanders less and less and less and less and then finally you'll be able to get through a whole 10 minute 10 minute meditation with little or no um you know kind of intrusive thoughts that takes you off on a tangent but yeah. it's, it's hard to and with uh meditation there's a lot of guided meditation on youtube there's some fantastic ones um and you have to find the the right voice that suits you because yeah. like i would often look for meditations and i'll put on the first 30 seconds and i'm like oh god i can't listen to that girl oh jesus i can't listen to that man's voice you know i can't relax to that and yeah. go on and search for something else so it's like maybe like a yoga instructor or a dance class or something like that sometimes you gel with the teacher sometimes you don't so if you turn on a meditation and the voice doesn't really kind of um get into that relaxed mode flick on to someone else find somebody's voice that you do find actually calm and soothing you're more likely to listen to it and you're more likely to come back to it you know yeah and I think that's that's like a big thing that puts quite a lot of people off because I know when I started to get into it I started to use the app Headspace and there was something about the instructors on it that I just really they maybe not want to do it like it's a fantastic app and I'm totally on board with it but I just didn't personally gel with it so that was yeah. kind of one of the reasons why I parked it at that point in life. But like, mm-hmm. I think you need to get out of the mindset that, right, I'm going to get up in the morning, I'm going to meditate and it's going to feel amazing and it's yeah. all going to work because it's all very much trial and error. Like, And some yeah. people don't like voices. Some people like to just have some calming music. Some people like to be actively doing something. So I know one of my friends will draw for about 20 minutes in the morning in like a meditative kind of state just not Mm -hmm. overthinking it but that's like Mm -hmm. kind of her 20 minutes in the morning so like you don't have to be sitting still cross-legged like um yeah Yeah, I think that that's the big perception that people have um yeah 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 no it can be anything and like with uh I've been doing a lot of work actually on on kind of mindfulness and your conscious mind and your subconscious mind Mm and what parts of the day that your subconscious mind is in control and and all of this and it's a it's a whole world um so more often than not when I'm in the car instead of listening to like mindless like radio and Mm. repetitive songs and repetitive DJ I'll listen to like TED talks or you know videos on your subconscious mind and how to kind of train your subconscious mind better to basically speak to yourself better because we all have that internal voice and the internal voice is always the most critical the most destructive to ourselves Um, so it's get into the habit of talking nice to yourself and I know that if, if, if somebody listening has never heard this before or whatever it's, it can kind of nearly seem like a funny thing to do but if you actually catch yourself talking to yourself if you do something you know or you spill something you're constantly berating yourself or giving yeah. out to yourself and not being good enough so it's to try and correct that process because if you don't talk good to yourself from the inside in that's what you're listening to all day every day you know um what's going on in your own head so I think it's just important to 
to, to slow that down a little bit, control yeah. that a little bit and be aware of what you're thinking and how you're actually speaking to yourself. Yeah, I think definitely because like we go around telling ourselves we're stupid or like why did yeah. you drop that or why did you do that but we never yeah. go to when we get something right we're never like oh go you on that fantastic yeah. email yeah. you just sent there we're always so like oh and I don't know if we're we're it's like just the culture or but mm-hmm. it's very much like com- yeah. complimenting yourself even to yourself you're kind of like, yeah. oh, what notions do I have throwing myself a compliment there? Like, yeah, exactly. But it's like, you know, I think just the culture, I think even on now there, I think we are quite self-deprecating as a culture. But it's like if anybody gives you a compliment, oh, that's a lovely talk. What's, oh God, no, it's not. Amen. Yeah, yeah. I just pulled this out of my word and I've had it for years to stay to it. It's constant negative. Um, we're reflecting negative back to yourself the whole time. And it's just uh, the reason that I got into uh, mindfulness and, and it's connected with yoga obviously directly um but it's to to kind of get control of that voice a little bit to say you know i think that the first part is to be aware of what you're actually saying to yourself to concentrate on that and you know write it down if you were to would you say that those words to somebody else or would you like if somebody else said those words to you and the answer would be always no so why are you saying it to yourself you know um and i think it's yeah i think it is like a thing where like it sounds cheesy but it like you need to learn to love yourself in order for other people to let people in so I think that's part of that process as well and like it works like this sounds mad but when I was I remember before years ago when I was going in for my driving test standing in the mirror in the bathroom and like talking myself up being like you're an excellent driver you are going to pass this driving test but I went in so much more calmer and like confident in myself and I definitely do think you manifest kind of what's going to happen to you by how you speak to yourself what your mood is how you approach situations um and I think it all comes down to mindfulness and that's why I think like mindfulness allows you to be that great businesswoman allows you to be a great mom allows you to kind of to fit everything else into your lifestyle as well or be that great friend or so like I think I think it all comes down to how you treat yourself is going to be yeah. how you're going to reflect on everything else in your life yeah like I would be quite um I would be quite relaxed person there wouldn't be a whole lot of things that really get me yeah annoyed you know if I see somebody take being taken advantage of or something like that that kind of really annoys me because there'd be very little that would actually kind of push my buttons you know um yeah. I kind of just I suppose a bit laid back probably too laid back for some people but um it just it works for me you know yeah. it just it works for me and my life and, and what I need to do and what I need to get through and like as I said, I'm 40. I'm. It's taken. I suppose it's taken a good few years to actually get to this point. Um, and I think as you get older, as you get older, you just chill out a little bit more anyway. So um, it kind of it lends itself to a little bit more kind of mindfulness and meditation. Kind of as you get older, I suppose if I was, I I suppose maybe if I had somebody in my life in my earlier years like 25 that would have spoken to me mindfulness and uh, yoga and connection and you know working on your kind of subconscious mind and stuff like that I would have gotten into it a hell of a lot earlier and I'd be maybe yeah. a little bit further but um, I suppose it's never too late and I would just say to, to anybody just to try it just to, yeah. to give it a go um, but if you're going to give it a go don't just do it once and go no that's not for me or yeah. you know don't do it once and do it in five days time or another five days time and then go no I've tried it it's not for me you need to do it it's like anything if you're going to get results you need to do it consistently you need to yeah. put the time in but it doesn't have to be oh my god I should meditate now for 40 minutes it's going to take so long for 10 minutes that's yeah. literally all you need to do yeah and I think I think you need to kind of do it because there's so it's such a an industry now that's completely flooded um mm. so I think you've a lot of kind of available resources and everything out there so I think yeah. you need to do it your way and on your terms and I think that's kind of how it sticks um yeah. trying to just whereas trying to just follow something because you heard a friend say it works for them I don't think necessarily always works 
Yeah, exactly. Like some people find that meditation in the morning is, is the, the best time for them. Other people, like my sister, she will meditate before she falls asleep. Um, yeah. You know, so it's just that's her time in her day to, to sort her headaches. So it just, it just depends on, on your lifestyle and where you can get that few minutes where you are relaxed and you can kind of get into a little, uh, get into it a little bit. But I think it's definitely, I think it's so important and I think it needs to be spoken about more and more and more because the benefits are so go- so great. And mm. I still think, as you said earlier, when you mentioned meditation, people go, oh God, she's what she on about. Do you know what I mean? Like it's still got that... Uh, you know, roll the rice to have and yeah. meditation. What are we doing that for? You know, where it's I suppose it's like everything with mental, mental health it needs to be spoken about more. It mm. needs to be normalised a bit more, um, and I suppose get the words out and just get people to tie it a little bit more. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, um, I think we might start wrapping it up there. Um, thanks so much for for coming on. Um board and being on the podcast today um I just had one question that I'm throwing out to everyone that I'm interviewing is um what's one pit and one peak of your past week oh peak well it's what I suppose my peak is that I'm, I'm getting through my work um I'm getting through what I need to get done, um, and it's all going well. Yeah. Um, I'm crossing things off my list. I'm kind of, we had a party last weekend for uh, my son, well, like a small kind of family party, so kind of getting everything back on track. Yeah. Um, Housewives, um, and just getting through my work, and I know that sounds very boring in a lot oh, of senses. That is, that is gold right there. Do you know when things are just, yeah. are just jiving? Yeah. That, going, yeah. yeah. Um, piss. I haven't really had one. No, there's nothing. There's nothing that has gone um, gone bad. Um, No, wait, wait till you see. As soon as we end this now, we're we're, we're all apart. I feel like I've just jinxed it. I'll wish you a pay-free week (laughs) now for the rest of the week. Um, We'll have to do part two. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Nothing has gone terribly wrong. Yeah. But no, that's perfect. Um, before we wrap up, if you want to give out, give a shout out to your socials and where people can find you if you want. Okay, so um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Ms. Rio. So it's M-I-Z-Z underscore Rio, which is R-I-O. And you'll find me there and it's all about my life. Yeah. More meditation talk and yoga and some lovely dresses thrown in for good measure yeah but even like I wake up in the morning and I'm like I see your coffee post on your story in the morning and I'm like how does she do it like I've just recently gotten a puppy um as everyone on my Instagram has been probably spammed with by now but it's like having a newborn child like he was awake at half five the other evening because he needed like he needed to go to the bathroom so he's yapping at his crate so it's a whole like routine and like you want to play with him but he's a newborn and he just sleeps so he's only like two months old yeah so yeah but um thanks so much um for joining me it was a really really good conversation um and definitely i'll be checking in and i'd love to have you on again sometime yeah, lovely. Thanks so much for um, asking me to be a part of it. I, I can't believe that hour has gone so fast. I know. I was literally, that's why I was like looking at it. And I was like, okay, I've been meeting at four. <laughs> I would waffle on. You yeah, know, but like that's so good though, because yeah, it's all very kind of valuable stuff. But yeah, no, thanks so yeah. much. Sure, I'll, I'll let you go. And... <laughs>